Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. come to the sex apartment and enlighten us with their first interview. They have always enjoyed being an ethically non-monogamous couple, but find out it's actually a lifestyle. Their ultimate goal is to have fun and they share an amazing fantasy that has G's mind in full-blown planning mode. And we're back at the sex apartment. You guys may remember from our bonus episode, Bex and Boone were very good contributors towards that. We have got them back in here to give us a little rundown on their history. So welcome, guys. Thank you. Hello. Welcome, welcome. As we always do, I really love to hear how you guys discovered the lifestyle and then got started into it. I don't think either of us knew there was a lifestyle. Right. We were living the lifestyle and not aware that we were part of stuff. <laughs> We've always kind of lived an ethically non-monogamous life, and then we realized that that was a term. Yep. <laughs> I know the feeling. We always called it being sexy partiers. Okay. I am the hostess with the mostest. I always like to throw parties. I always like to have people around me, and it always kind of turned sexy, and when it did, we let it happen. Nobody seemed to have an issue with it. We need to hang out at more of their parties. I know. (laughs) So how did it get started then? Separate from Boone, I've always fucked my friends. Like always. As long as I can remember, my first sexual experiences were with people that I deeply trusted, that I had had a lot of moments with and experiences with. And so to me, it was always a natural thing that you would experiment and you would play with your friends. Makes sense to me. I was going to say, Angie needs more friends like you. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then we met young. While I played with other people before her, from her, it's always been playing with her and then playing with whoever I brought home. friend she brought home that day or or whoever we met out or rough or, life isn't it or, or right or, or, or friends we've just known for a while that decided we just had like, fun one like night. friends we'd known we would know people for like 10 years and nothing would ever happen and then just one day something would happen and it's like okay i need, I need a lot more friends like that actually technically now in the lifestyle all our friends are lifestyle so we have a lot of friends like that now we but do, yeah. i used to need a lot more friends like that i, know. And I still don't get me wrong I still, <laughs> It's just always been that way, at least for me. And then when we met, it just kind of transferred over. And so there have been like lulls. It's not like this is constantly how things are going. And every weekend's a big party with Bex and Boone. Like, no, it wasn't like that. It was like every weekend's a party with Bex and Boone. You could always go to their house and have a good drink and have a good laugh. And just randomly in one night, something did happen. And then it never happened again. And then two years later, it did. I'd never leave. I just, (laughs) we've just, I want to hang out here until it does again. That's fine. We've just never put too much pressure on things. And if you get too wasted with your girlfriend and you have a makeout session and that's as far as that goes, and oh well, it was a good time and it was an experience and you had fun and that was okay. 
And did that affect your friendships or anything in any way? No, no. it's not been an issue. It, it's never affected our friendships. And also I try to write up front. If something happens, I'm like, Hey, wait, you don't want to be doing this. We don't have to do this. We can go back to dancing in the living room. We can go back to having snacks. It doesn't have to be like this. It's not going to make me think any differently of you. But also if you want to have a, a panty party and make out, we could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> Never leave, I'm telling you. (laughs) So was there a conversation between the two of you when you got married that that was going to be the way of things or it just kind of happened that way? I'd say everything just happened that way until I decided to take you to the club for your birthday. Right. I think that's when... Our whole world's changed. The the whole conversation started. It was for my birthday. She had a friend coming in town, one of our friends. A very close friend. Right. She's a close friend of ours. She's she's someone we've played with before in the past, someone we'll play again with in the future. She was coming into town and she wanted to take me somewhere for my birthday and give it a special fun night. And so I found our local club and I'm pretty bold, but but I still needed support. So I needed my, my girlfriend. I needed my friend to be there too. We could have done it on our own, just you and I. But for me, it was like I wanted it to feel like that sexy party that we always had encountered before. Right. So I was like, let's, you know, let's get our close friend in town. And I was like, okay, I'm going to surprise them both with this experience. And so that was the first time we went to the club. And what's funny about that night is our good friend ended up meeting a couple. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was wonderful. She met somebody else at the club and she ended up going back with them. And playing with them that night, her first experience at the club. And I was actually on my period that night. And it's still, I mean, we had a wonderful time. It was still fun. (laughs) (laughs) What made you search out the club? It's something I'd actually searched out in the past. We've lived in many places, many different states. And I never seriously pursued it just because of the stigma that could potentially come with it and our jobs and stuff at the time where we were in our lives. So I didn't pursue it, but I had looked in other states that we had lived in for these clubs. And then when we finally moved, I had heard roundsabouts that this was a popular place. And I was shook by that. I had no idea. Being from Florida, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. People are telling me that this is the spot. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, let's see what that's all about. And also, I'm always looking for something new to do, something interesting to do. So now, was it just a simple Google search? Or yeah. Okay. As rudimentary as you can get, sex club. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's really it. At what point through this process did you discover there's actually a lifestyle? Very quickly. Oh, yeah. Very quickly. While looking for sex clubs, something fun to do. So at that, that's the point that... That was when I realized, wow. How involved is this? It's very... Right. So then your your phone starts picking up on the shenanigans, your shenanin, and before you know sure. it, your TikTok is feeding you information. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so then you're finding locals who literally are naming areas that you were very familiar with and telling you about these places via the TikTok. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, this lady looks trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> we should follow that. She looks nice. Um, and so that did actually play a role in it as far as my comfort level went in pursuing the lifestyle. I'm not even going to sit here and pretend like it wasn't a factor. TikTok played a role. Yeah. What was 
your first club experience like then? Honestly, the moment I walked through the door, our friend that was with us. She was a nervous wreck. She was very nervous, (laughs) you know, arms folded, reserved a bit. Boone also was kind of taking everything in. You guys, I was so excited. I was so excited. Actually skipping down the hallway. Yeah, I could see it. I was in a candy shop. I'm home. I instantly felt comfortable, instantly felt at ease. I genuinely felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. These are my people. Hi. I was so excited. Was it everything you expected or were you? Nothing like I expected at all. And what did you expect? I think that I expected things to be, not that things aren't sexually charged. That night alone, I watched a guy go down on a girl on the dance floor and it was done so in a really fun way, right? Like it wasn't this sexy moment. No, he motorboated her pussy. Like he was. (laughs) having a great time it was like a club but sexy and you could be free and have fun it was the sexy party of my dreams yeah literally we definitely had sexy parties nothing that we experienced like that it was very abundant and we 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 very much appreciated it i like i get off on seeing other people happy I can't feel anything positive at all if everybody else isn't feeling the same way. It doesn't do it for me. It's a huge turnoff for me for people not to be comfortable, not to be excited to be in the space that they're in. I'm very sensitive to vibrations of people, their energy, everything. So when I went in there and saw people genuinely just happy to be there, happy to spend time with each other, being silly, mm-hmm. I just felt so relaxed. I also knew that there was no expectations of me in that space at that time. So it was just like, ah, like this relief. Like I can be myself. I can let my hair down. I can, I know it sounds silly, but I can make out with my husband and not feel like I'm disappointing somebody or right. upsetting someone. Like somebody's looking at you like, why are you doing that? Save that for the house. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I Get do, a room. <laughs> I do very care. I do like very much care about people's boundaries and what they're comfortable with. It just really affects me. I can feel it. And I felt comfortable and happy and everybody looked excited and it was a good energy. Now, before we get too far down the line, let's dig into your dynamic because you did mention panty party and whatnot. So how would you, and as I constantly say how much I hate definitions and terms and all of that, because everybody has a different version of what that means. How would you define your dynamic? We're obsessed with each other. Our dynamic is full obsession with each other. We want to see who we become. I am fully invested in his life and he is fully invested in my life. We are growing. We are changing. We're evolving every day. We don't experience the same life every day, day to day. You can't possibly have the same life experience. So we are both invested in whatever that looks like for each other. In our personal lives, I tend to be more dominant day in and day out. Sure. In the bedroom, he is the only person I ever feel comfortable with letting that down, truly letting go, feeling safe, feeling comfortable. In a bedroom setting, I am completely, completely dominant, dominant to, to her. She's, she's very submissive. She likes to be submissive. and To you, though. Right, to me. It's, to it's, others it's, is it's, not <laughs> how that's gone. <laughs> to others, it's a different story. Say Those that listened have a pretty solid idea that that's... It's not how it is. I struggle with men because I'm very primal. I like to play a little rough. And I think that that is not seen as cute and flirty and fun, the level I take it to for some men. I totally disagree, but okay. (laughs) 
Um, but for I, some, all right, I'll give you for some. Yeah. I'm aggressive, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't actually want to win. I don't actually want to be in control. I just want to slap you around a little bit and I want you to slap me back around a little bit so I know that I'm safe. I want to know that you are dangerous, that you could be dangerous, but you are choosing to not be dangerous. Okay. Interesting. Because it just makes me feel safer to know that you are making a conscious choice to not be dangerous. And I can sense when someone's dangerous or not. And if I think they're weak, I'm going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing until they show me otherwise. Because you don't have to be like the biggest scary guy to, to be dangerous. There are many ways to be dangerous. Right. You can be in- intellectually dangerous as much, Very as, much so. as much as being physically and dangerous. And that right there is the way. It mm-hmm. is the easiest way to to get to me, is to be intellectually dangerous. I love this podcast because <laughs> we have never heard the same thing twice. And I guarantee you, no one will ever answer the dynamic question that way. That's what I absolutely love about you guys because of that and the energy that you bring. It's just everything is always new. I've never talked to you without hearing something new, be it personal life or not. It's just always something, oh, wow, okay, that's a new angle, cool. We are constantly trying to grow as individuals and also as a couple. It's not been easy. It's not an easy process to stay with a person who has a whole different view of the world, a whole different upbringing, whole different existence. We are, we are not the same. I think for both of us, it's about letting stimulus come into our lives, accepting what comes into our lives, letting things come into our lives. And then how we choose to react to that stimulus is what actually matters. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happens, I know that he has my best interest at heart. And if something goes wrong or something fucks up, I also recognize that he is a human. I am a human. I don't think we devalue each other no, definitely the not. way other people don't see. We see each other as two separate people who are choosing a life together. And that means being invested in mm-hmm. what that journey looks like as individuals. Absolutely. That's awesome. When I met her, she said, you're never going to find anybody else like me. And she's never left that down. So every time, every time that she comes with something new, I'm, I'm right there with her. So but I also told you it was not always going to be easy. It's not easy. It's a lot of hard work. And knowing that it's the communication that put in that makes this work at all, work at all. And it makes it special for us. So I can agree on all counts there. And none of what you just said surprised me. Well, here's the thing about our lives is like the moment we say, first of all, like I can't hide who I am. People know know who I am. Like they know there's just too many unique things about how we met, how we live, how we everything like people just know. It's very, we have very unique oddity stories that have happened in our <laughs> just, lives. But they're they only yours. Yeah. Right. No one else. I, I, I really, <laughs> I don't really know anybody else who has a story quite like ours. So. No. Yeah. We shouldn't have worked. <laughs> we shouldn't have worked. We met in a bar at 21 years old. And, and have been together ever and since. And been together since. And it hasn't left each other's sides since. Been obsessed with each other since. since. And that shines, <laughs> by the way. There, it really does. There is no doubt about that. But it's hard in the lifestyle to be like, okay, so what's your dynamic? And we're like, obsession. Right. Yeah. Well, then, how, like what? I said, I, I, we'll, we will never hear it again, but it's unbelievably accurate. And it's by far the best way I could have heard you put it. So, Mutual obsession. What was your reaction the first time that she wanted to bring someone else into the bedroom? I mean, excitement, right? I, well, yeah. as any, I assume this happened relatively early on. I mean, the first year, probably. Okay. I was going to say it. 
like it's always like having people over at your house and then like your wife we're young we're 21 years old away from family moving around living different places in a state that neither of us are from with people who are we're, from other places yeah. in the same situation we are so if we're, if we're so we young, all drank too much and had you know a right. little makeout party you walk into someone's living room and there's four women dancing naked in the on living room right on a table it's like what do you think's gonna happen after great this? party yeah. right <laughs> Again, I would never leave. <laughs> but as far as like going back, I, I can go back a little further. I had a steady boyfriend four and a half years through high school and we had threesomes with people. Always, always another girl or sometimes another guy? Almost or? came very close to a, a male, female, male with, again, like a best friend of ours. But my friend's sister walked into the room and kind of blew up the whole situation. But yeah, it was typically a uh, male, female. And is that how it continued on? Yeah, I don't think we ever had had any hangups about who got involved. It was just kind of like, if that's the vibe, there was never really a lot of conversation or, or stigma. We're very open. How well do you remember that first one? I can probably recall it in detail. Perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> it was New Year's. We went to a bar visiting some friends who got out of the military. These are friends, like like people we had never had an experience with, like that we just hung out with. Right. Let's meet up. We had a great night drinking, partying. I, I wouldn't even say it was really flirting up until then. There was nothing, there you was guys. Nothing. It was like, just it's a normal, not. It was just a normal everyday night. And then we got really drunk. We went back to their place. It started out with he and I. We're sitting on the couch, and you're sitting next to me, and she had walked off. She was lactating at the time. Oh, yeah, she just had a kid. <laughs> Yeah. So like, that's another layer of, is this okay? Is this an uncomfortable situation for people? Whereas for us, we're like, (laughs) (laughs) haven't been here yet. Let's do this. (laughs) Yeah. Like whatever. Um, so we're sitting on the couch, he's sitting across from me and I'm like, Hey, I started that shit. It was me. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, it is always me. And he's like, what? And I was like, no plan. I want to do something. And he was like, ask, ask. So I asked you. (laughs) I, I, I was really drunk at the time. No, you were that drunk. You were like you were asleep a little bit. I was. I was <laughs> he was asleep a little this bit. This is. This is uh, we're we're two almost three in the morning at this time. Very much woken up after those words. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like yeah yeah yeah. Go yeah, go. absolutely. Let's go do this. So we talked about it. Uh, we went into their bedroom went and, and got her, and she was like, "You guys, I'm lactating." We're like, yeah, yay, right? We were just like, whatever. So Beck start making out with her, and that was the first time I had two people go down on me at the same time. Oh, and that was interesting. Yeah, that had never happened to me before. Yeah. No. Can you explain how that happened? All of a sudden, I'm making out with her, right? And the guys are watching. I remember he was on the right-hand side of me, and you were actually, like, up over here, and Mm -hmm. she's, like, here. You came around to the other side of the bed. Yeah, to the other side in between him and her, and you started going down on me, and then she joined you, and that's when she was like, oh, my God, you're pierced. And I was like, yeah, he, he, he. (laughs) <laughs> because she didn't know that i was overwhelmed i didn't know what to do with it you guys i think sometimes i'm like hey it would be fun if we do this not knowing that like i might be the one who gets attention thinking that i just get to like be the puppet master not that i'm gonna have to participate and then sometimes i end up participating that way and i'm i don't know what to do with myself because i did not know what to do with myself that entire night the idea was to lay there and yeah, because I'm real good at people. that. Yeah, <laughs> she actually was very good at that, and she she enjoyed it very much. Sometimes and that's difficult to do. Just I was it. definitely shocked. That lives in the spank bank vault. Oh sure, 
Definitely. There's something about fooling around with somebody who just had a kid or is lactating. And then that's there, there's definitely a different uh, element to oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was, that was different. The bigger deal to me was like that she still felt comfortable enough to continue and that like we still got to have a fun time and that yeah. that's like what made it even more special There's, to me was because she did trust us enough to have that moment with her and she did enjoy herself. She didn't feel like her situation was a hindrance. I felt like it was special. I think so. Did it stop at just that? No, like we, it was a soft swap situation that night, not a full swap situation. Most of our experience. I was going to say, because from what I'm kind of hearing, it, it seems yeah, like it's just most, a... No, we have full swapped and it's mm -hmm. not, it's always on the table, but it's not, in, it's always on the table. It's, it's not, not <laughs> important to us. We're not, penetration doesn't have to happen for us. It's definitely the, the fooling around. It's definitely the eroticism, the, the sexiness that happens in the room, just straight penetration that ends it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Once that's done, it's done. Right. Yeah. And we do feel like there is an obsession amongst the swinger community with just penetration. Yeah. Like that's the ultimate goal is to switch partners and to penetrate. And that's what matters. And like, I don't give a shit if that ever happens. If I get to just pay attention to you and show you a good time and that's as far as you felt comfortable, well, okay, hopefully we can be friends. We'll try that out again later. Mm -hmm. we, we fooled around for three hours and didn't penetrate at all. Yeah. Uh, it was wonderful. It was great. Yeah. It was a great time. Everyone was engaged the entire time. Fun, laughing, having fun fucked our respective partners but had we have wanted to full swap we could have like that's cool that's on the table but i just that's doesn't not always it have to happen it, it, it does happen it just doesn't yeah. always have to happen but you're 100 correct in that a lot of the time it's the fast forward okay here come on let's get there let's get there and it's like you're missing so much more of the excitement other. Yep. and fun and yeah where's the fun it, yeah. then it's work right or it's about numbers people want the numbers but i agree and i'm happy you said that because it's so true that it doesn't have to be a penetration experience to be a fun, pleasurable mm -hmm. experience. Like you can have more pleasure with all the lead up stuff and then finishing with your own partner versus trying to force something that's not there with somebody else or trying to get there. One thing I really like about the BDSM community and that space as well is I am able to play one-on-one -on -one with males. There's no expectation that that's what's going to be happening. Like we, we can discuss what the situation is that we're going to have, how we are going to play, what that scene looks like. And it may not entail penetration at all. And I'm not kicked out of the space because I won't let some dude fuck me. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I'm still allowed to be in that space. I'm still valued in that space. I'm I'm still appreciated in that space. And I don't have to do that if that's not where my body feels comfortable with that partner. Because just because I'm open to having sex with other people does not mean I'm willing to have sex with every other person. Yeah. I may only be comfortable doing X, Y, and Z with them and not be able to explain to you why mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable doing more. I might not be able to give you an explanation. I just might not be comfortable. And if that's not okay, then I'm, we're probably not people for you. Yeah. And I do find that people have this expectation of me. I don't know what it is that I give off, but there is this expectation of me that it's all, all the time. And it's not all, all the time with me. Not everything is always, always on. No. Yeah. I think there is something about a club, even a house party with swingers that because there's a end, the end is near, we have to get into a room, we have to make this happen. There's that sense that you've put some time into the evening, or you set aside some of your free time for the evening. And now if you don't get your rocks off, 
mm-hmm. <laughs> then all of a sudden it has been an unsuccessful event. So I do think that that almost puts that pressure on people. That, I immediately like, I feel to, that. I have to do that. I immediately feel that from people. Yep. I can tell. And it's not that they're trying to be thirsty. It's that they have their own goals in mind and that's mm-hmm. okay. And they don't know what aligns with yours. I mean, listening to your podcast has been a, a big eye opener as to how people see the lifestyle differently and what that umbrella actually looks like mm-hmm. and how people approach it differently. Yep. But for me, I can feel that. I can feel that eagerness to accomplish something. So like when we're at the club, that is very much a networking space for us to meet people in order to play with them elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You will not see us pick up a couple at the club and go to a room with them and play with them. It's not going to happen. It's not how we operate. We've never done it. We probably never will do that because we tend to build more significant relationships with the people we play with. No, we're not Polly. We just very much, I personally enjoy that time with those people just as much as the sexual time. Mm -hmm. For me, I love the buildup time. Yeah. At the club, if it's making out, touching, flirting, that is my favorite part of the night. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is why we always, if we make it to a room, it's 2.30 and it's like, oh, well, I guess because we're supposed to do it here, I guess that's where our window of opportunity is and that's where it goes. But that's why it always takes us so damn long to get somewhere is because I really enjoy the build up portion. Right. And so for us, like we like to go out on dates with people where it's very clear that nothing's happening that night. We're just Mm -hmm. going out to know you. We're going out to enjoy your company, to be in your presence, to listen to what you have to say, to hear your thoughts, maybe a little glimpse of one of your fantasies. And then we can take that little thing and we can enjoy it as a group later and like really feed off it and have a quality experience. Build the whole experience around that. Yeah. Yeah. So like when we say experiences, it's like, no, I don't have to get my ass beat to come. I don't have to have that, but I do need to be engaged with the people that I am around in order Mm -hmm. to enjoy myself. If I can't have that, there's really just it's not worth my time. I love that. And that's what I love about this podcast. Just like you <laughs> said, everybody has that different path. No shade to anybody who can just like hop into that and right. like mm-hmm. get the party started. Like oh, yeah, those not, are also nope. my people. I love those people. They you guys get, are still sexy. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Like they are sexy partiers. It's just a little more difficult for me to feel that sense of engagement. When it comes to regulars in the lifestyle, there are people that have been on your podcast that we have met, that we have seen out and about, that if they showed up in this room today, it'd be on and popping. Like <laughs> it would need to be a lot of conversation. I know kind of generally what they're about. Mm -hmm. I kind of seen them about, I know their vibe. I've read at least three different website, you know, (laughs) profiles. Like I get the general vibe and know pretty quickly whether it's going to vibe and who's going to be a good time for us or not. So those situations, again, look like we're being impulsive. I've been doing my research for six months, (laughs) Right. you know, we've already planned this out and (laughs) talked about it. I like that. Yeah. One of the few disappointments I had of the fetish ball night was that you guys left before we sat down for a recap. We didn't know what the expectation, like we didn't even know y'all were doing that. I don't think we knew. We didn't either. It was was not planned. It was just just how it went. I want to get your take on the experience between you and Nessa at the show. Oh, I would love to share. First of all, like you are the cutest. Like you the, just turned really ab- red really quick. Absolute like, fucking got cutest. really hot in here. It's like <laughs> so damn cute. I have a thing for brunettes. First of all, I love brunettes. Like a very hard preference. Like mm-hmm. mm, like brunettes, okay? The other thing is you leave your hair curly. Yeah. 
All natural. I know. I have naturally curly hair too, but I couldn't get past all the bullshit. So that's super hot. That level of confidence. Like I know, I know what society says. I know, I know the pressure. I know what that's like. And here you are, just this beautiful curly curly girl. Fucking love it. Right. So right off the bat. And when I straighten it for, it doesn't look like me, right? I've never seen it. Yes, you have. I, then I blocked it out because yeah. I don't remember it. <laughs> I can't even look in the mirror with myself with straight hair. Really? Like, I don't. I'm like, that's not me. That's not who I am. That's. There are people in I my life like, who literally have no idea that I have very curly hair. Like very, Because they've never seen it? Never seen it. Oh, Yeah. You should wear it curly. So instantly. It's, it's curlier than your hair. It's, you should wear it curly. It's super curly. Like crazy. So like I saw yours and I was like, oh. That's fucking hot. Like immediately. I know that's a weird. No, it's not. Yeah. I was like, this girl is out here with her hair curly, just, (laughs) just rocking it, looking gorgeous, long, luxurious mermaid looking hair. Like super turned on by that. Plus you're super sweet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, well, watching you get your ropes put on you. I was super enthralled. That was so (laughs) hot. I can watch that. It's it's like, it's mesmerizing to watch just. Just watching you just get bound. tied by and tied up and bound and slowly and methodically. And it, it's such a turn on. We like the optical things. Like it's all about the visuals. Yeah. Everything. The totally whole thing. relate. Yeah. Listen, the four of us, I, y'all were talking about the show in your, in the podcast, like what went on guys. We have no idea what the fuck happened in that show. <laughs> There was a show. No. Yeah, I, we know. I'm not surprised. <laughs> we we were busy. The f- the four of us. A little preoccupied. We're a little busy on the on the dance floor. There was you were a- also providing a show, though. By the way. Oh, I know it was Which, so fun. My- I'm pretty sure I didn't know what was going on in the show because I was watching your show. But <laughs> it was fun. I kept looking around and I would be like making eye contact with people watching. Give them one of these. I see you. <laughs> you like what you see? Like I was messing with people was fun but anyway so seeing you there like you're i looked over and you were more nude than i thought you were with the ropes yes yeah like i don't think i realized when we walked out of the apartment how nude you actually were going to be at the event so then i really felt overdressed by the way (laughs) sorry not the confidence you displayed is is magnificent i don't even know if it was confidence as much as just like complete a she just nothing she owned everything about that it was so good like as if you were fully garbed yeah just completely normal so it was very easy to like shimmy up to you (laughs) and like start touching on you and stuff because you were just out there and had already gotten the opportunity to put your pasties on before so i was like okay i've already been given a bit of an invitation Mm-hmm. to touch her so like maybe if like i make eye contact and she makes eye contact that i'll get like reinvited, and that's how i felt <laughs> about yeah. it is i was like she just reinvited me for a little you know for fun yeah it was fun right it's that kind of stuff like i want to have girlfriends and guy friends that i can go out on a dance floor with do a little groping and if nobody like has sex at the end of the night it's not a big deal but if they do even better, yeah. that's fucking great. Yeah. And it's just the good times fucking keep rolling. Yeah. And I felt like you really just were about that. So then when we texted later on and I had told you that I heard, you know, you say that it's important to have a connection with somebody, even if it's like for that little 30 minute time, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is somebody who gets me. Mm-hmm. This is somebody who's on the same page as me. She understands the importance of connection. And I had already felt that that night anyway. Yeah. And that was very organic. I yes. We hadn't met 
prior to that. And you give off just as much of a very sexy, fun vibe, which makes interacting with you just that much easier. I mean, it was like, no question. Yeah, Yeah, no question. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to like grind on you. And yeah, I'm going to, you know, pull my hair and, you know, move my move my hair away from my neck and nuzzle me. And all of those things are fantastic when you have somebody who's just, I mean, you're giving out the reciprocation without even having to touch me, right? You just, right. you just are, it's your aura. So I, felt like you, I felt like you were dishing it out too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I was having I a great time. I love that you said that because at the beginning I mentioned to you, oh, she's very submissive. She loves being on that side. I was like, okay. And then I told her that she goes, <laughs> not that time. No. And I was like, oh really? No, she was dishing it out. Like, <laughs> She's like, let me get a handful of this hair. Like, come on. Like, she was she was dishing it out. And there was smile from ear to ear. And you were doing your own thing. You had no problem giving a little hair toss, ignoring me. Like, you were, she she was doing her thing. And I was here for every fucking yes. second of it. It was. It was great. It's just fun. It's like girly fun. But that is something to say about you and what vibe you give off, because I'm not going to be that way with just anybody. You know, if you can bring out a different part of me, a different part of my personality, that's huge because I think that doesn't always come out. But usually I'm just all about wherever the vibe takes us that night, whatever happens. But that was definitely a I'm playing off of you. You're playing off of me and we're just feeding into each other. And that's my bread and butter, baby. I love that. That's that's my shit. Let's go to a club and let's dance and let's feel that energy and let's catch the eyes of mm-hmm. somebody else and then feel their energy come in and feed off that and just yep. be in that moment together. And that whole night really was a great example of that. The I know night, yep. I know that other people were watching us. I caught their eyes. I caught their gazes. And I know the things that we were doing could get us arrested. <laughs> I know they could, you guys. They could have. Mm, yeah, I got pretty wild there for a hot second. In hindsight, I was like, damn, that happened. <laughs> but we were just all so much like having fun in the zone. <laughs> we were just grooving. It was the perfect energy for me. It was yeah. the perfect level of fun and excitement. And I am a girl's girl. And so like if my girlfriends or any woman doesn't feel like she can't just be flirty and fun and touchy and lovey with me, then I'm doing the wrong, wrong. thing. Yeah. I'm not doing my job because any woman should feel comfortable enough to hang on me and hang out. Yeah. It doesn't mean we're going to fuck. It just means we're girls and we're having a good time. That's the energy I always want to bring to another woman. I like that. You've mentioned you have a fantasy and I've been dying to hear this. So let's hear what you got. Per usual, it's very extra and elaborate. No. (laughs) Yes. Come on. So here's the idea. We get couples together. The males, they go have a dinner, a nice dinner where they talk, they wheel, they deal. About halfway through this meal, they draw a ribbon out of a container, different colors, ribbons. Whatever color ribbon they draw is the ribbon of the dress of the woman they have to hunt in the woods. In the woods. That's correct. (laughs) I am so intrigued and so (laughs) Which will be the color dress of the other males at that table. It may be their partner's dress. But, but it may they don't be, know. Oh, they you'll know. know. You'll know. Oh, okay. Oh, you'll know. Like Bex is wearing a yellow dress. Okay. And Nessa's wearing a red dress. And Boone just drew a red ribbon. Now he can wheel and deal. And he, at that dinner, they still have have half a meal to go. They can bargain. They can barter money. They can do whatever they want in order to get the ribbon of preferred person they'd like to hunt. I'm getting Hunger Games vibes. <laughs> I ain't got to be like all that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead. 
But yeah, the idea is, is that the males will go hunt these girls. Now we get to have a nice day before that too. We get to get our hair done and we get to have drinks and we get to have a lovely day as girls. And then we have to go run through the woods and get hunted. <laughs> what kind so of I'm shoes sorry. are we wearing? Whatever you want. <laughs> I'm just joking. Whatever's going to get you through the woods I'm like, faster. I'm like, um, sneakers and a pretty dress. Okay. I have not worked out all the details, but I've heard you can rent summer camps and stuff in the oh, off season. Okay, I can right. see that. I can see that. Which will go great for the. And now, wait, is this at nighttime or is this no, daytime? No, daytime. During the day. Okay, daytime. Okay. During the day, because at night, then we have a bonfire and an orgy. And we're running, then we're losing eyes, running <laughs> into sticks and shit. Yeah, no, no, no. It's perfectly. <laughs> there's dangerous. no. Yeah, we're not going to have like, um, you know, you don't have to we're, navigate. We're going to hunt you through the woods. We're going to capture you. will be trails. You. We're going to tie you up and we're going to take advantage of you. Okay, I'm down. That's the game. I mean, each person can get a rundown of like a picture of their target, what their yays and nays are. Like we're all about consent. Right, yeah. Now, the capturing process is I was going to say, let's get into this hunt. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it, exactly what how, it sounds How are you like. picturing that? They're going to hunt you down. Right. <laughs> However much you need to fight, now in your you case, I was going to say, now in your case, you're going to be like this big fighter, I you would imagine. You have to get me first. You might right. have to get me out of a tree. I don't know what you're going to have to do. But, but some people submit as soon as they have any And that's kind okay, of, too. It's still right. fun. Like, caught. Okay. Right. I'm going to play possum now. <laughs> oh, you're coming after me. Aww. Right. And then the idea is later on, we all have a big party and hang out and stuff like that. But, the you know, it's fun. It's a game. Right. It's a day of leading up to the girls get together. They get dressed up they have fun they have lunch the guys have dinner they draw a ribbon they wheel and deal who knows what the fuck that ends up looking like right right how right. are they going to negotiate that game so that the men get to have a gentlemanly game amongst themselves and then they go out and they hunt the women and whoever they are slated to hunt is who they get to fuck and the women don't know who's hunting them that's oh. right Okay. So they have to wheel and they deal. They have to too. trust their husband that they wheel that and deal. They, that's yeah. right. The right, the, the proper. So that means partner. you can't trust anyone, not even the women, because they may be lying. They may know who has your ribbon. Okay. It could get real weird. Wow. I could see that. I know I'm fucked up. No, this could be a really good series. But it also of could be like a really fun. It could be a really fun event, you guys. You know, we could all hang out afterwards and have a big orgy and like have snacks. But before that, we could have fun and like the like we could wear cute dresses and yeah. get fucked in the woods. She's already said she's in, so I mean, you- I, I mean, know. like and like I said, I, there could I think be it like- was really like the we'll tie you up and force you to have an <laughs> orgasm, and I was like, oh darn. Well, and that's the thing that's fun about it is each guy can have their own bag of tricks. Yeah, that they're hunting you with as well like so their tools might not be like a gun but it might be a vibrator and a whip who knows yeah we're not hurting anybody no like if that's not not what you're hunting you we're we're, 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 we're tracking you down to do sexy things (laughs) yeah so like if you have like a list of absolute no's like that gets followed like obviously that goes with the stat of the animal you're hunting right okay (laughs) i see it like it's elaborate but it could be so fun it's an event. Yeah, I was gonna say it would take a lot of putting together a lot of and a lot of planning. Yeah. But, but I get that event. that's that's part of it though too, right? Yes. Like the that's what turns me lead on. up the planning. She, she likes things the, coming yep. together. Yeah, I, can, I like it when together. come together. Yeah, because I mean, like I volunteer as tribute. Right. 
So like, you know, like five or six couples and ideally be people kind of know each other. If there's one couple in there that doesn't know that somebody else vouches for, that's cool, whatever, you know, but like in general, that's why you get to know these people is because you know, it's going to be a good time. (laughs) It is my ultimate fantasy, like a weekend. So that one event, that one evening or whatever, late afternoon, because we're not running through the woods at night. Like when the event is over, sure. Like we have a bonfire that night and everybody talks about what happened and how fun it was and that's whatever, but the event surrounding it, the getting ready with the girls, mm-hmm. the anticipation about who's going to get your ribbon, knowing the personalities of your partner. Well, how hard is Boone going to fight Bex to get your ribbon? Not at all. Right. He's going to go try to get, he's going to give my ribbon to the dude he wants to hear about me getting fucked by. Right. You know, it's Oh, that's that. what I see. I'm like, G is totally bargaining to get my ribbon in the hands of the guy he wants to see me. Right. <laughs> well, at right. the same time, bargaining more of you to get the one that I want. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And so it like, it turns into this whole psychological game of how yeah. well do you know your partner, but not in a nasty, well, how well do you know this person, but right. in a fun way, like yeah. a getting to, I don't know it just puts you in a different position that you never expected to be in yeah. it sounds like i don't know why what's wrong with me it's Sorry. fantastic <laughs> and i'm in i mean i already have plenty of ideas right now so i i know where we can make it happen oh, so you I, get his wheels turning yeah it doesn't have to be as aggressive as you think like it can be pretty you can be mm-hmm. the pretty girl in the long dress running through the woods that a guy is like so infatuated with he just can't keep his hands off you like peppy Le Pew style <laughs> but you might nice. get a little dirty yeah. like you might have to get fucked on the floor of a forest but you're a beautiful woodland princess so why not (laughs) have fun with it i like it and i do i expect the men to look nice and to be groomed and for the girls to have dresses and to enjoy it you already have a location picked out or what i have some ideas i see (laughs) he's i mean there's smoke coming out of his ears can't you see it (laughs) half the fun too is getting these different couples together so like in my mind it's like five or six couples right okay like that's a reasonable amount see i had it at eight but if you want five or six eight eight all right eight Boy, after she told us this fantasy, you have been thinking about this for days. The amount of time that we have spent discussing this since she said that. Literally woke up the next day, showering together. We were discussing all of the ways that we could see this play out. Landed at breakfast, sat there, talked through breakfast about it. I mean, it's it's been a thorough discussion, putting things in, pulling things out, adjusting, trying to come up with the right way to do it. And mm-hmm. since then, I have even put in more thought. And-, and with your love of reality TV shows mm-hmm. that require some sort of intellectual component, I feel like this was right up your oh, alley. I- I have so many ideas for this. <laughs> this is going to be a really good time. I can't wait. But I don't want to talk too much about that because we're going to save that for the episodes that it does happen. So they start off by telling us that they are one of the many couples out there that have been doing this for a long time, have been consensually non-monogamous for the entirety of their relationship. And they just, they never knew it was a lifestyle. They never knew it was a thing. It was just how they did things. I just love their history and I love their sexy parties. I love that this is just happening naturally out in the world. Vanilla friends are just, hey, we're having a moment. We're going to spice things up and uh, all right, cool. On with our lives. It's not fucking up anybody's relationship. Nobody's going, oh my God, how dare we? I can never see these people again. It's just, you know what? We're having fun. Who fucking cares? 
as most vanilla stories start, oh, we were all drunk and then this happened. Yeah. A lot of people say the things that you do when you're drunk are the things that you would really do when you let your inhibitions out of the way. Sometimes. (laughs) A lot of us have this buried deep inside that we don't let out until we've relaxed. I mean, even in a standard club situation, people take a few drinks or shots before they're like, okay, now I can be myself. I can go do the things that I want to do here. Right. I have found that the longer you're in the lifestyle, the less you need to take that edge off before you can do those things that you want to do. I've seen that definitely in myself I was and in say, other people. There yeah. have been a handful of times where we've gone out and you've just been drinking water or flavored water or whatever, and you end up having more fun because it's a lot easier for you to come when you're not drinking. That's correct. Yeah. So you end up having sexually a more fun time. Correct. Yeah. And the biggest barrier in a social situation when it comes to alcohol for me is having something, you know, having something in my hand, Mm -hmm. having that even something just to sip between conversation lulls, you know, like, oh, it's gotten quiet. So I'm just going to sip my drink and (laughs) pretend like I'm not talking because I'm drinking. Yeah. And that's the biggest barrier to overcome when you're not drinking. So what we have done in the club situation is you bring your cup, in my case, a Starbucks tumbler, and you fill it with whatever you fill it with. It could be your mixed drink. It could be water. doesn't matter. And for me, it fills that void of having something in my hand, feeling like I'm participating in conversations and having that social crutch of having something in my hand. But I don't think I could have ever done that in the beginning of our lifestyle journey because I needed the actual alcohol to actually take my nerves down. And it's funny that you mentioned nerves because like she said, the second she walked in the club, she was like, holy shit, these are my people. And just everything was like, ah, but her friend was still nervous and little arms folded and he was a little, but that's the beauty of the club and how quickly just a look around you discover, wow, I'm not alone in this. The things that I've been thinking aren't just in my head, they're in a lot of people's heads. And this would be one point that I have found having interviewed all of these different people that everybody kind of has a different immediate feeling when they walk into the club. Some people are like, oh shit, this isn't what I expected or oh shit, this is totally what I expected or I totally feel at home or oh my God, this is so weird. People are half naked and there's porn everywhere. And for me, I am kind of somewhere in between where I didn't find that it felt like home to me. I felt completely nervous. I felt completely out of place. I felt like I could not wear that few of clothing pieces on me. I could not walk around that naked. And I was terribly nervous for many, many times and still am terribly nervous sometimes walking into the club where I am just feeling overwhelmed and out of place. Like I don't know that I belong there. I don't feel I belong there. The people when we walk in, the people we know and the people we run into who are very welcoming, who say, oh, we haven't seen you in forever or whatever conversations we start up immediately as we walk in the club with all of our different friends that we've gotten to know over the years. That's what makes me feel at home. That's what makes me feel like I should be there because these people are so welcoming and they do care that they haven't seen me and they do want to catch up. And those conversations, that's what makes me feel comfortable. It's the going in, not knowing a single person, feeling like you are the odd person out, feeling like you don't know anybody, feeling like you don't belong. Those are the feelings that I'm combating in situations. And that's where the alcohol comes in. You definitely walk into the club a different way when we've had a pre-party and we've already 
gotten the conversation flowing before just walking in there cold versus picking a random night to go to the club where it's a last second decision. We don't even know who's going to be on the list and we walk in and we just see a bunch of people we don't know mm-hmm. until we get that moment of, oh, there's somebody we know. And right. then you start to slowly come out of your shell. There's definitely a time frame difference as far as when you come out of your shell versus if we know people walking in or have already talked to some people before we head in versus walking in cold. And we've seen the complete opposite of many of our friends who do feel that the club is an atmosphere in which they just belong. They just love it there. It's everything they want. You included. That's me. Uh-huh. Yeah. 100%. You walk in there and you're like, you just can let your hair down. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> you can just let your hair down as soon as you walk in the door. <laughs> Whatever. But for me, it's a totally different experience. And I completely agree. For me, that's just being just in that, walking through in the door atmosphere. is like, all right, now I'm me. I yeah. can totally let everything out. I don't care anymore. I'm not hiding things. I'm just, I can just be the unfiltered me. And that's why I feel I'm so relaxed at the club. You don't need any alcohol. Dude. Right. Because that's the, what the yeah. club does for you. And there are moments where I will, because I only take one drink with me. Mm-hmm. And that's usually gone by midnight. But if I drink it really quick, I get the edge taken off of me. That filter that already have, releasing. Um, what it, filter? It really I'm sorry. comes. You some shit comes filter? out at that point. <laughs> I wasn't aware of this filter. I'm sorry. So you asked Bex and Boone about their dynamic. Mm-hmm. Leading up to the question, you even clarified that while we don't really like labels and this entire podcast is essentially trying to prove that labels are shit. Mm -hmm. And that they don't do a good job at getting across exactly what a couple is all about. They had one of the most amazing answers that we have probably ever heard as a response to that. Now, typically we get the normal, well, we're like a hot wife couple. Full swap. Or or. we're full swap, yeah. Or we have no rules or we have a million rules. Any way you can cut it, it was always in a box. They like superseded that box and came way outside of it. And her answer was, they're just obsessed with each other. Mm -hmm. And how fantastic of an answer because I just love, and they're they're both their relationship. Their relationship exudes exactly what their answer was. This is something to pinpoint on how great the lifestyle is at making people enjoy their relationship to a whole nother level. How many of our friends do you also feel are completely and totally obsessed with each other? I would say all of them. Exactly. And that's exactly what you just said. The lifestyle brings this out of everybody. Just about every single couple that we talk to, they are genuinely obsessed with each other. Their partner means the world to them and sharing them with somebody excites them to a point that just brings it to a whole new level. And then the coming back together just through the roof. It's yeah, fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. Bex and Boone really put it They use the word invested Mm -hmm. in each other's lives. And I really liked that point of view because it really shows that this is not a journey for one of them and the other one's joining and they're looking at each other and what each one of them can get out of the lifestyle. But it's not on an individual basis. She's looking at Boone and she's saying, I want him to live his best life. So I want him to enjoy this on a level that's best for him. And he's 
was reversing that to her. And that seems to be the key to making a lot of the lifestyle stuff really work is putting your partner first and making sure that they're enjoying this on whatever level that they need to enjoy this on and making sure that both parties are reciprocating that feeling towards each other. The couples that walk into there where one of the two has the goal of, I'm here to fuck somebody. I'm getting something for me. This is my time. Finally, I'm getting to fuck somebody are the ones that are there and gone and things don't work out well. The ones that, ooh, I think my partner's going to enjoy this. Here's something that my partner's going to like. Oh, what if we do this together? I can't wait till, oh, the two of us doing this is going to be so much fun. Those are the ones that are coming back week after week, month after month, year after year, enjoying the experiences that are created here. And the amount of communication that is involved in getting to that point to know what your partner is looking for, what your partner enjoys, then seeking that out for your partner in a completely unselfish level. I honestly believe that's where it's at. That's Mm -hmm. where you get so much out of the lifestyle that is just so hard to put into words. It is. We're both struggling with this right now and (laughs) trying to explain it because that feeling, it's not like anything you have in everyday life. Right. Being invested in what your partner is looking for, what can turn your partner on to a point that they have fun, you see someone else having fun with your partner, and then are so eager to get back together and share that moment with each other. Mm -hmm. That makes it just that much more fun. And I know the word compersion is thrown out there a lot in all the lifestyle podcasts and social medias and stuff. And I believe the compersion part is the actual exchange, the actual sex part where you're watching your partner enjoy something and getting pleasure out of that. What we're explaining is more the before the compersion that is the unselfish part where you're leading up to that, where you're looking for and searching out things that you and your partner are going to enjoy, but with your partner ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they shared. (laughs) I was just going to go there. Go ahead. Was two people going down on her at the same time. So I had to ask Bex how the logistics of this is because I pictured like two heads between a lady's legs at the same time. And I couldn't really figure out the logistics of how that happens. And that's 100% it. It's two people basically making out there. Bella and Jace talk about this frequently on foreplay. That's that's their thing. They love doing it. And every time I hear them talking about it, I'm like, you know what? That would be pretty fucking fun. The thought of us doing that together or me and someone else doing it to you, I think, or watching two girls do it to you or you and another. Just the idea of that interaction where two people are that focused in something, but yet connecting together at the same time as well. Kind of kinky. And what's really funny, you say that as me and you doing it, or even Bella and Jace doing it, and my mind immediately went to two women going down on together on another woman. And I don't know why that's where my brain went, but apparently... Oh, I, and I'd watch that too. <laughs> that's where I went. That's really sexy now that you say a couple doing it together. I guess I just didn't go there in my head, but now that I think about it, I mean, that's really, that's really fucking hot. Time for us to get a new technique together. Maybe? Oh, yeah. We don't work on a combined technique. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. G and Nessa G technique. G and Nessa technique. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> but for them to use the club, not as a place to have the quick hookups, but more of a networking. I'm going to talk to these people and see if these are the people that I want to bring into my life outside of the club, go on a couple of dates, and then see where it goes. 
Yes, we do this too. But I think this is a home club advantage type situation. Mm -hmm. You're in your home club. You know you're going to go back there. There's no need to hurry any connections along. You know that these people are probably local. And so you can meet up with them at any time and build your connection. And we frequently tell people, hey, keep doing what you're doing. We just wanted to say hi. We're not interrupting. We're not trying to steal you away or anything. Have your moment with the people you're talking to and we'll be here next time. Or, you know, we'll reach out after this, say it was nice talking to you and see where it goes. Right. I love that people can do that. However, flip side of this coin is some people only get one babysitter every two, three, four months. Right. And this is their night out. They don't have the time to go there, find somebody, then go on a date a little while later and then build that connection. And this is their moment to have their kinky interaction that then they take back home and use for the next two, three, four months until they can get out again. We are a type of couple that works both ways. We don't need to build a connection for a long period of time to then excel to more. However, we've been there with plenty of couples. We're very much a, we go with the flow couple. So if there is a couple that we feel the connection with immediately at the club and we've managed to build that connection over the evening, over several hours, we do feel comfortable going back to a room if this is the only night that they have and this is their goal. And then there have been plenty of times where we talk to people and maybe they're not ready for running back to a room and they just want to have a social interaction and a sexy social interaction at that because sometimes we grind on people on the dance floor and kiss and make out all night long. And then we're like, hey, let's get your numbers so we can do this again. Yes. (laughs) For us, it's a matter of just where the night takes us and how it goes. But we do love using the club as a networking place to meet and greet people, talk to them, feel them out and see, oh, are these people we want to hang out with again? Are these people we're going to reach out to again? I love that first night being just the make out touching to a point of soft swap even. Mm -hmm. Just building that, ooh, that was good. Can it get better? Yes. We've experienced that with a handful of couples and mm-hmm. there are a few couples that we're still in that makeout phase with that I am very much looking forward to that next step. Yeah. Just the energy that you exchange during that makeout phase and the, oh, I know where this is going and mm, I can't wait. It really is extra sexy on top of it. Yeah. Adds to it for sure. So meeting people at the club is great. And then we get their numbers and we can reach out to them at any time and try to find time that works for both of us that we can go out on a date. Now, there have been specific times where we will state, would you like to go out on a vanilla date with us? I like to say vanilla specifically, and I always say, can you make sure that you say vanilla? Make sure you you specify vanilla. It's a vanilla date. Because I really do enjoy just interacting with people, just going out and having a good night. And it doesn't have to be with the cloud of, oh, is this going to end in sex? Oh, do I have to be prepared for sex? Should we cut off? at this time so we have enough time to do sex like I want it to be just a genuine us hanging out building a connection type of date and or even just enjoying time with, with somebody that we've had other times playing with just hey right. we're going out and having fun as adults because we love each other's company I love our vanilla dates I love specifying that we're, it is going to be a vanilla date it really takes so much pressure off for me of wondering when it's going to change over to the sexy part it really rolls right into the fact that penetration 
doesn't have to be the ultimate fucking goal. And that is <laughs> my absolute favorite perspective that Bex and Boone brought to the table while we were sitting here and talking, because I feel like this has been something that's been on my mind for the past several months, where we've had interactions in the lifestyle that have immediately led to penetration that have been wonderful. Along our journey, it seems that we would make that a goal. Like that was obviously where we were headed. So yes, we run to the bedroom and we get it in and it's been great. But I feel like we've kind of hit that bell curve now where we've done all of that and I'm ready for slowing it down. I'm ready for pulling back and saying penetration is not the goal. The goal here is to have fun Yes, and to be turned on and to get really sexy. That may not mean that we need to finish with any kind of penetration. It may just be making out all night long. And we've had this discussion where you've told me you love kissing so much. You could make out with somebody all night long and be totally satisfied. 100%. I have spent 20 plus years in the lifestyle without penetration as my goal. Now, a lot of times with you, I've had, I really want to see you pleasuring and be pleasured. Mm -hmm. as my goal for the night because I can't wait to come back and then talk about those things with you. But personally for me, I'm not dying to have sex. I am definitely dying to make out, touch, kiss, caress, finger, lick, and you name it, I'm down. And to be honest, I'm also down to fuck too, but it's not my goal. Mm -hmm. I'm not going home going, damn it, I didn't fuck. I'd, whatever. Cool. Yeah. I'm going home going, I had fun or... Oh. I really wish I had more fun. 99.9% .9 of the time, it's, God, I had so much fun. And it's never related to the fact of, I fucked. It's, I was myself. I enjoyed my night. I laughed. I'm coming home. My cheeks are hurting because mm -hmm. I was laughing and smiling for so damn long through that whole thing. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people that rush into the bedroom miss the fun aspect of this. Well, and I think that's an inadvertent side effect of mm -hmm. rushing to the bedroom, right? Like you're not thinking you're missing out on anything, but by cutting off all that buildup time, you do. You miss out. I mean, all of the foreplay is so much fun. Just the touching, mm -hmm. the caressing, the, the kissing, the kissing. I love kissing. Every part of that buildup is so much more a part of the penetration than the actual penetration to me. I want to lust after something. I want to really, really want it. And I'm not saying I don't really want it when we rush to the bedroom, but if you make me want it more and if you tease me more, I'm going to be just that much more passionate when it comes to the penetration mm -hmm. portion. We've just inadvertently cut that out when we run to the bedroom and meet our end goal. We got it. We're there. But somehow you're like, I feel like there could have been more. <laughs> yep. And again, I, I could make out all fucking night. I know. And instead we end up talking all fucking night <laughs> and then it's okay. We're here. Are we doing this? But sometimes the talking to me can be like a foreplay. Mm -hmm. It can be a lot of part of that building of the connection. Now I will say if you see me and I start making out, that doesn't mean I'm trying to rush to the penetration. I'm just being part of that foreplay. So don't take me making out with somebody as, hey, hurry up, get naked and let's fuck. That's just me kind of adding a little teasing. Oh, you're definitely not trying to rush into the bedroom when you're making out. You're just making out for the fun of making out. I know that. But I think frequently the other guy and sometimes even the other girl thinks that, okay, cool. This is the point. Let's go. Yeah. Really? I'm just, you're sexy. I want to give you a kiss and let's see where it goes. And I have no problem talking, kissing, back to talking. <laughs> And little caress, caress, kiss, talk, talk, talk. I love the little teases and flirting and then the, 
little, oh, wait, he's looking at me. Oh, he's checking me out. Looks that come after that. And I, I just think it really builds the energy and the excitement. It definitely does. Speaking of building the energy and the excitement, when we were at the fetish ball. <laughs> yes. Watching Bex and Boone and Hunter and Rose kind of put on their own show. Seeing Bex be way more dominant than she was submissive, mm-hmm. my wheels started going, mm, Nessa loves to be told what to do, a little light choking, a little hair pulling, a little forcefully moving around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, Bex, you know what, girl? I think Nessa's really going to enjoy you. And I said that to her. I said, Nessa is very submissive. And little and did you know. Number one, I didn't know that she was already... Mm, I want a piece of that. Mm-hmm. And the focus that they had on you through that whole rope tying thing and then through the night. Yeah. But then when she made her move and brought you in, your little bitchy brat came out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, wait. <laughs> I think I said it while we were doing the interview, but it's very much for me about meeting someone's passion with the same amount of passion. When it comes to Bex, she's really all in, right? Mm -hmm. I had seen her on the receiving end of the lashing that she was getting at the club that night. And so when she approached me and when we were interacting, I knew that a minor hair pull was not going to be over the top dramatic for her. In fact, that would probably be something that I would imagine that she would enjoy receiving, that that would be right up her alley. So I say read the room a lot. Mm -hmm. I always say just read the room, read the room. I think that I have something in me that I'm always, maybe it's the people pleaser part of my brain, just the way that I am as a person, but I try to meet people where they're at. And I feel like I try to be accommodating to who they are. That's kind of in this situation, what I'm doing is I had known her to be somewhat more kinky, more pushing boundaries. And so in my mind, I'm thinking she's not going to want just sweet little submissive Nessa. She wants a little bit of a fight, a little bit of a pushback. And I gave her like none compared to probably what she's used to doing as far as pushback. But I felt like it was just coming to her, meeting her in a place where she would enjoy it. And the fact that you read that with maybe five to 10 minutes of conversation. Well, and, and I'm watching her interact that with energy <laughs> that said, you know what? I'm not going to be little submissive Nessa. I'm going to feed off of her and bring that right back to her is one of those things that I fucking love about you because there is just so many different layers that just, (laughs) it was so hot going from what I expected. And maybe this goes back to don't walk in with any expectations. Yeah, I literally opened the door and kind of said, off you go. Let's see her spin you around and control you the way I've only seen you whipped around occasionally before from another woman. Mm-hmm. And you, having watched her and watch her submissive side and her dominant side both, and be like, mm, I'm going to fight back a little. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Your eyes get so big when you say, it, whoa. It was fucking hot. I felt very sexy in that moment. She really does have an ability to bring out a certain side of people. I even noticed it within the group. You know, she's friends with Court. I had seen it even in the exchanges between me and Court at dinner versus the exchanges of her and Court within the room in the sex apartment here. And I'm like, wow, she really, she just has that uncanny ability to bring out a different side Mm -hmm. of people, a good side. Um, It's really fun to watch. (laughs) 
Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.